Boys Lines. As Boys Lines. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Welcome to the As Boldest Lions podcast. My name is Derek, and it is so good to have you join me uh, this day whenever you're listening to this. Um, just had finished a kind of a month-long break from uh, submitting any new, posting any new episodes on the podcast. Uh, took the month of October um, to be off and take a hit a little pause button on everything for a few weeks was was just a good time to um, sort of catch my breath and uh, do some family stuff, do some reflecting on things. De- um, God definitely just being good in that process and being faithful and allowing me to um, have a little bit of space, um, some margins, I guess, as people, <laughs> these buzzwords that people use. Um, but had that, that opportunity and uh, thankful that if you've hung with me through the podcast and you usually listen to new stuff that, um, that you were able to um, just kind of go without for a few weeks. And uh, certainly we're getting up into the high 80s. I don't know if this is episode 85 or 86. It'll show up if you're um, on a certain platform, it'll probably say. But we're getting almost close to 100. I don't think I'll hit it in, in 2022, but sometime next year will be like episode 100, which will be pretty cool to see that um, we've been doing this this long and, and just the the kind of volume and library that's um, sort of out there for people to listen to and, and certainly try to share that throughout the month of October, just being off uh, from, from anything new. And what was cool is I, I kind of was like, well, there's this momentum, August and September, just great momentum with people listening and, and just kind of interacting and stuff. And, you know, I'm going to hit the brakes on it in October and, you know, the whole thing's probably going to plummet for a few weeks. And, and that's cool. But and then that was my expectation that a little bit of that last year and I took a break in October in 2021 for this as well, but that's not what happened this past October. It's like, it just, people kept listening. I don't know who you all are, where you're all at. Um, I can kind of go back and see and, um, see a little bit of regional in, you know, downloads and stuff like that. But it was just a praise to say, thanks God for just kind of keeping this thing going without me even really doing anything with it for these past few weeks. And, um, it's, it's just all God, it's all, all his blessing upon it. Um, I'm sure if you're like me, if you've got a family with a uh, wife and kids and just a lot of activities going on, especially in the fall, things just are busy. And, um, in our home, we've got a lot of birthdays kind of from October through November. Uh, I've got five kids, so they're ranging in, in various ages. I've got a teenager all the way down to a three-year-old, um, a couple teenagers actually. And, um, 
just the commitments that they're in. Um, one that's really interested in football, so he's playing flag football. They're all all the boys are kind of interested in some degree to football and hockey and things like that. And then um, one who's in in marching band, and so a lot of things for him with competitions and practices. Um, this marching band thing is like a serious deal. I'm I'm learning. Um, and then just church, uh, youth group, a couple of my kids involved in worship and in youth worship and Sunday mornings and stuff like that. Drum lessons. I'm just kind of going through the, the list here of, of things. And so it seems like the fall just kind of has its own momentum and it just kind of goes, it, it just, you pick up from summer and you just, it just kind of, you blink and you're like, wow, that, <laughs> where did, where did the time go? Um, so as I'm hitting November, I'm kind of ready to see some of that, um, kind of come to an end as it kind of, it, it seems like it gets a little lighter for the next few weeks. And then of course, into the holidays, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and everything. And I already just start looking towards 2023 and, and the next year. And that's not to just blow past all these, these cool things that we get to experience and as a family get to do. But I know it goes very fast, um, through the end of the year now. <clears throat> and so just time to reflect, time to pause, time to consider, um, uh, what God's doing in our lives. Um, especially as I'm raising kids, my wife and I preparing for them for the world, you know, just knowing that each one is kind of going through those phases and then they leave the nest and, and then the next one and the next one is just, um, it, it's, it's a little sad, but it's also, it's, it's bittersweet in the fact that, you know, that that's God's plan. And so, um, we're, we're just trying to be present in, in as many moments as we can and, and, and just listen to his voice as we, as we do this, um, so that, that kind of segues into uh, a lot of what I'm going to be talking about. Um, I've got my my hot chocolate mug here and I'm ready to dive in. A little cooler, these temps now, and, and so it's starting to feel like warm drink season of some sort. Um, but the next three weeks, as we are in November, and it's just kind of this month where we, we we do consider what we're thankful for. You know, of course that can be throughout the year, should be throughout the year, but November is just maybe this time where we, we reflect on that a little bit more. And we, we talk about Thanksgiving and, and we just consider kind of the, um, I don't know, just kind of take stock and inventory of our lives, what, what we are thankful for. And so I, I had that in mind as I, I thought, what, what am I going to podcast about coming out of this month long break and, and jumping into, into November, what, what's a good direction to go, um, in with all this. And I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about things that I'm thankful for. Um, and very first podcast here is, is talking about the family. Um, you know, talking about my family, just talking about the, the concept of the family as God's designed it. Um, and just kind of defining what it is that I'm, I'm, grateful for and appreciative of that we we have certain things in our lives and that God's given them and he's ordained them. Um, First Chronicles 16.34, this kind of this um, command almost to, to be thankful. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Just this call this to, to have that heart and that attitude towards him. 
So what I'm hoping this series does and whether these are not, uh, whether or not these are things that you um, can kind of spark thankfulness in you or not, um, at least just using them to, to, to think about what you are grateful for. Um, what, what, what can I look at as I look at my life right now that I'm coming before the Lord with open hands is thanking him for these, these things. Um, you know, it's easy to focus on what's wrong in the world. It's easy to wake up every day with that, that glass half full mentality of pessimism and negativity and just say, you know, I'm, I'm discouraged by this or that. Um, and it's easy to just be thankful when there's something that's given to us or there's a reason for us to just say that's right in front of our faces. Like, I'm thankful for this, you know, maybe your team won this weekend or, uh, or whatever, or, um, you got a bonus at work, which is a great thing, you know, that not, not downplaying that at all, but, uh, either of those things, but is that just our, our only motivation sometimes to be thankful rather than thinking about, you know, I've got, I really have, I've had good health or I've had my finances taken care of and, or I've had, um, you know, my kids are, are doing well, whatever it is like to kind of think about some of those things that maybe we, we don't really consider from time to time. Um, and just say, God, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed by all that you have done for me. That's not a natural response for me. That's not something that I wake up thinking about every day. And I, I feel like that's something I want to change so that I do have this sort of attitude of gratitude before, um, uh, before the Lord as I, as I come to him. And it's not just, God, here's my laundry list of things I want you to do in my life, but rather, God, I'm, I'm so thankful that you are doing these things in my life. And I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with the way you treat me and, and how you look towards me. So starting a day with the family, um, not just talking about my family, but the idea of it as a whole. Um, and if this was sort of a logical progression through this series, I probably wouldn't have put this one as the first episode, but probably next time. I think that'll make a little more sense as we go through, but it's just where I decided to start out. It's just kind of the, the first thing that I, I wanted to talk about. And you know, just really after this month off, I've had more time to consider my family, consider why the family is so important. And I realized that I'm, I'm just blessed to have a wife and kids and, and the extended family that, that I have, both my side and my wife's side. So let's talk about that um, and why we can be grateful for, for what God has designed for us in this. And even if the family is a tough issue for you as you're listening to this, praying that you'll find something here that you're able to build upon praying that you'll you'll listen all the way through and and you'll find some some aspect that that just helps you through this discussion so kind of a three-point uh, episode here the first point is simply families are a gift from the Lord kind of a longer passage in Psalm. Psalms uh, 127, 127 verses three through five. Behold, children are heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. 
Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. It's talking about those who who have children and raise kids and this that's a heritage, that's a reward. You're blessed um, when when you do that. And he's just reminding us that yeah, children are a blessing, a good thing. Um, I can look at my week sometimes and just all the, the things that are scheduled out. And then in my own selfishness kind of go, well, if these all these activities with my kids weren't in my week, I'd have so much more time to to get these other tasks done that I want to get done. I'd, I'd be able to just accomplish and do more because I look at like, here's the, my wife and I will kind of just sit down. Here's what the week ahead. Here's what Monday is. Here's what Tuesday is. And I'm like, if I could just cut out all these other things um, that don't directly impact me sometimes, and again, my selfishness, um, I'd have all this endless time to just keep grinding on stuff that I need to get done. And I'm going to admit, that's a really self-centered thought, but that's an honest, all honesty that, that comes through sometimes. Um, it comes from a place of still, after being a grown adult, 45 years old, with a wife, with five kids, um, somehow just wanting to think that my my own tank needs to be filled up first, that I need to have all my needs met before anyone else. Totally selfish, and I admit that, and I, I repent before the Lord of that. As God reminds me that around the table, around the dinner table, and we still try to eat supper, all of us together, um, even when some one or two may be gone from, from the place, um, Around that table, those faces are blessings. They're not just mere obligations and mouths to feed. Try to switch that perspective and say, God, I'm grateful that I have what I have around this table. And family, whether whether or not you have kids um, or not, it's intended as a blessing from God. He puts a lot of emphasis on the family in the Bible. I think we can see that. I think we can make a strong claim for that. He wants families to thrive. And I believe he blesses the man in his family that chooses to fear the Lord and walk in his steps. Psalm 127, that same Psalm, but verse one, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Those who build it labor in vain. Thankful for the fact that God chooses to use the family as a primary means of blessing and pouring out. I'm a recipient of that that blessing and that goodness. I also have the charge to allow myself to be poured out and used first to my family and then to allow my family to bless others. And that leads me into my next point. We talked about families being a gift from the Lord, a blessing, and families, secondly, display God's goodness. Um, hopefully, my own parents, if they're listening, and my uh, in-laws, my father, uh, father-in-law, mother-in-law, don't mind me pulling them in for a moment um, into this point. Um, my wife and I, we, we hosted both sets of grandparents this fall, had kind of um, separate uh, week-long visits with with each each uh, set of parents, set of grandparents, and it was a lot of fun. Um, we got to do a lot of 
grandkid activities, you know, um, going to their games, going to um, uh, music related things, marching band things, um, just shopping, hanging out, uh, watching football, of course, um, playing card games and, um, and and certainly eating, you know, do a lot of eating um, and just having the opportunity to to see your parents yeah, you know, for my wife, for myself, to see my parents, they're still always mom and dad to me, but to, to see them in the perspective of grandma and grandpa is a very cool thing. Um, I don't pr- appreciate this as much as I should, but I know it's a way that God speaks to me about his own goodness. I think I see it obviously more so when we're all together and, and get to see them interact with my kids and um, just see that relationship that they have with each one. And just thinking from that, the, uh, the, the progeny of man, I hope I'm saying that right, um, progeny, the, uh, in that meaning the descendants we have, the, the lineage we have, that quiver of arrows that the psalmist is talking about, filling your, your quiver full of arrows. Um, just how cool that is. Like to kind of between, be between, you know, my kids and my parents and see like, this is, this is what God's intended. And this is a good thing is this displays his goodness. Um, and one half of my family, I have my, my in-laws, my wife's parents who have, they have three kids. And then from those three kids, my wife and I and her siblings, we have a total of 11 grandkids. And then on the other side of my, my family with my parents, um, my sister and I, we have a total of, of eight kids um, to contribute. So there's, there's 11 grandkids on one side, there's eight grandkids on the other. And I just think about that's that's a family line right there. That's a heritage right there. And it points to God's goodness. And this next point, I I just, you know, I don't take this for granted, but I, I want to share it because it's it's all the Lord and it points back to him. Um, I know that both sets of grandparents and all of their kids and spouses are followers of Christ, that they know Jesus. Like I can, without a doubt, say down the line, they, they all recognize that. Um, it's important to them. They've, they've built their homes on that. And that's all God. And then from there, many of these grandkids have already made that, that profession of faith. They've already said, hey, I want to follow Jesus too. And just to think about, that's, that's 19 grandkids and the impact that 19 Christ-following people, that 19 men and women someday will have from there, those, their homes and their kids. And I just step back from that and say, wow, you, you are amazing, God, that, that you can do this and you can use this all for your glory. And would you? And, and thank you that I get to be just a small part of this. Like, I'm just one part of this family. And I pray that you would just keep this legacy going. Like this is the most important thing that I want to pass on. I don't care about riches and inheritance and, um, 
you know, even family name or status. I just care about that Jesus is passed on from generation to generation. And would you keep doing that so that you can display your goodness through us? Consider the, um, the words of, of Jesus in Matthew 7, 24 and 25. He's talking about building our homes on a firm foundation. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. It had been founded on the rock. Homes that are built on a solid rock are still going to face some storms. Winds and rain are going to come against it. Life is going to throw us some curveballs. And we as Christians are not immune to this. But if that foundation is on Christ, if Jesus is the, the bedrock of that, that home, it's going to stand. God's goodness is going to be displayed, and it's going to be a testimony to others around. And so I'm thankful for family because that's an opportunity that we have, that we can be thinking about as we're going from one generation to the next, as we're telling our kids about Christ, as we're um, you know, having our, our grandparents, our, our parents come in and be part of that as well and, and, and just kind of center our homes around that, around Jesus, um, not around some other figure, not around some other identity that we try to take on, but just to, to be fine and be actually like after that, um, to say that's, that's what this home is about. And it will always be about that. Final point today is that families can be redeemed. Um, I spent a lot of time in the Psalms lately, so why not one more verse from, from there? Uh, Psalm 130 verse seven, O Israel hope in the Lord for with the Lord, there's steadfast love and with them, with him is plentiful redemption. I've, I've touched on the Psalms so much. And um, if you listen to the last podcast before the break, it was all about uh, what they've taught me uh, over the past few months. Um, but once again, there's just this idea that there's, there's steadfast love that we find in the Lord, this enduring love, and that it talks about plentiful redemption. And I think the family is one of those primary ways that we can see and experience redemption, that God can use that within the family unit. I'm thankful for family, um, be, finally, because of this point, that, that, that we can find redemption. And it's really what makes any of this special to begin with. Um, in a few weeks, we'll be switching gears, moving towards Christmas. Um, Doing some podcasts around centered around that haven't haven't really fleshed that all yet out yet, but um, considering just this simple fact about what God chose to do in bringing His Son into the world, how does He do that? Well, He does it through the family. He does it through Mary and Joseph, and these are some flawed, messed up human beings. Yet God chooses to still use them. You may have gotten now to the point in this podcast and you're just saying, well, 
I'm not really sure what to do with, with this. Um, my family's pretty messed up. Uh, don't really have a lot of thankfulness in my heart. I can be thankful for other things in my life, but family is not one that really comes to mind and is really easy um, at this point. So what, what do I do with any of this? What, how, Derek, how am, I, how am I supposed to apply any of this to my life? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, hey, I agree with you. There, you're right. There are some family situations that are tough, that are just messed up. And some things in our minds may seem almost irredeemable, um, too far gone beyond God's grace, just, just a situation that seems hopeless and without repair. But to pose this question, and this is, this is a big one to, to mull over, in Christ, can you still be used as an instrument of grace and redemption in your family? And would you be willing to, to be um, an instrument that, that he would choose to bring reconciliation, to bring Christ's love and restoration? Can you look to your own progeny and lineage? And if, if you're young, can you realize that you now have a chance to start a different path? You can put Christ first and allow him to be the head of your home. Families, I believe, can be redeemed. And it's it's one of the most beautiful stories when um, we see this happening. One of the most beautiful stories that can be written. I think about the, uh, about the Bible. And there's a lot of messed up, seemingly um, irredeemable type situations in the Bible involving families. And one that always comes to mind is just the story of Joseph and his brothers. And we know what sort of falling out and just brokenness was there. But when you read that story, you realize God is always after redemption. He's always trying to bring broken things back together and heal and restore. And that had to happen for the nation of Israel to to really grow into what it was going to be. He had to restore those relationships. By the end of Genesis, Jacob, who is the father of all these brothers, Joseph and um, his 11 brothers, he dies. And those brothers, knowing that Joseph is in, in this place of, of, a, of authority uh, in Egypt. If you remember, they come to him because of the famine and um, just a, a, a bunch of things that kind of go back and forth between them and they, they reconcile. But when Jacob dies, when the dad passes, these 11 brothers are then worried, like, what's going to happen with Joseph? Are we are we going to face some sort of retaliation now? You know, now dad's out of the way. There's nothing kind of keeping him from doing whatever it is he would want to do to get back at us for all the harm that we did to him. And we could read that and say, yeah, he, he has every right to kind of go after you guys because you guys were just complete jerks to him. But look at Genesis 50, um, 19 and 21. It says, Joseph replied, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? As for you, what you intended against me for evil, 
God intended for good in order to accomplish a day like this, to preserve the lives of many people. Therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. So Joseph reassured his brothers and spoke kindly to them. Only God could redeem a family so broken like Joseph's, and he's the one that can redeem yours as well. Joseph looks at the whole situation and says, this was God's plan. This was, it was his doing to allow everything to go this way so that then we could come to this moment where the lives of many could be saved. He says to preserve the lives of many people. And I think he means at the time they're living in, but also looking forward and saying this had to happen in order for what's to come. And maybe as hard as it is to may, to, to be thankful for your family, you may get further removed from it someday or, you know, in just beyond it at some point and be able to look back and see like that, that had to happen. That hard experience was actually good because it, it forced us to then come together and grow. And in closing, just, um, just kind of one more point of all this, you know, many today want to redefine the family and maybe just completely dismantle it. If, if we're honest, um, at least that nuclear family idea of a husband and wife, a dad and a mom and their kids, um, I think it's man's attempt really to to sort of step in and, and redeem it himself to say, well, this is broken or whatever. So we're going to try to fix it without God's inter- intervention or, you know, anything else. It comes through redefining gender. It comes through redefining what a man or a woman is, a husband and a wife, um, mom or dad. And I think those are all attacks on the family. And it's attacks on what God has ordained as good and special and right. And I'm calling Christians out a little bit here. Um, I call myself out as, as part of this, but I think what we've done is rather than speaking from, from a place of truth and authority about the family and in calling things out when they're not they're not lining up scripturally. We've we've allowed this thinking to just start kind of creeping in and influence the influencing the church, kind of getting a back door and coming in um, and and affecting us. And I'm thankful for the for the family because it's God's way that He intended for us to live. Um, he didn't mess up when He made and created Adam and Eve and and then told them to go forth and and be fruitful and multiply like he that was a command that was a directive from him and that's still I believe what we're called to do as Christians sin is what brought brokenness into the family and some of our deepest darkest wounds come from within our families but that was not God's plan We still live in a fallen world, but through faith in Jesus, in his way, the only way, we're able to redeem what is broken through him.
The family is still going to be lost and apart from him. Culture is still going to attempt to redefine what a family is apart from him. But as Christians, I think we do well to take a moment to consider and be grateful that God gave us our families. He gave us an opportunity to show and receive love from those nearest to us in a way that really expresses his own love for us. We love because he first loved us. So this uh, series, these next three weeks today and the next two weeks after this, um, it's just my attempt again to look at some of these things that I'm especially grateful for in my life. And I just urge you to pray about about that and, and give thanks for the things you're grateful for as well. Is the family on your list? If so, praise God. If not, would you ask the Lord to show you his redemptive power over even this area of your life? Guys, as always, I love you. We'd love to pray with you through any of this or just um, keep the discussion going. Uh, the By now, you know where to, to reach me. But if you don't, um, info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com is my email. You can also find me um, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, places like that. Um, but really just to connect with you and to say, hey, I'm praying over these messages. There's there's things I'm thankful for that I'm I'm sharing this month, but it's not always an easy con, uh, conversation to have because I know even with this first one, it's like there's some real hurt and brokenness within families, even within the church and Christians and people just struggling with, with how do I love my family? How do I uh, prepare my, my kids for, for their own lives? How do I, um, you know, try to restore broken fellowship, things like that, that are real issues that we're dealing with. And so I pray that that guy would just use this and, and send it out to whoever needs to hear it. Might not be everybody, but there are certain people that I believe he wants um, to hear this message. So would you pray with me in that as well? Guys, I leave you with Ephesians five fifteen through 17, our theme verse here. Be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. God bless you guys. We'll see you again soon. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold As Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.